0: Welcome into the Locked on Leafs, Locked on Devils crossover with myself, Mike DiStefano from Locked on Leafs and Trey Matthews from Locked on Devils. The Toronto Maple Leafs just absolutely trouncing New Jersey by a score of 7-1 to tonight on night two of the back-to-back. Trey and I are going to talk about it. I think I might have a little bit more fun, but let's see. Trey, 7-1, your boys lost tonight after giving up uh, a two-goal lead last night how you feeling in 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 New Jersey and what's the the Devils perspective from tonight's game?
1: Well, I think the main story for the New Jersey Devils is just all of the outside commotion going on. And what I mean by that is just that I don't think the New Jersey Devils have had a fair chance. What I mean by that is like you know, it's just like I don't think we're a bad team. We we've just never been together. Like Dougie Hamilton has been out for an extended period of time. He's been out since early January because he uh, suffered a facial fracture after taking a puck to the face. Uh, Lindy Ruff is away for, from the team right now. So, like, these past two games against you guys, we didn't have our head coach because he is tending to the uh, a family matter because uh, his father, unfortunately, did pass away. And our thoughts and heart go out to him and his family. So, you know, obviously you have that lingering in the organization.
0: Side note, um, side note, side note, side note. Lindy Ruff's father. Said Lindy Ruff's father passed away? Yes. God bless that man. He must be damn near 100 years old.
1: Yep. God bless him. I'm sure he <laughs> lived a happy,
0: happy life.
1: Um, but yes, his his father passed away. So he's a uh, he is he was projected to just to miss this uh, Toronto Maple Leaf series. Obviously, now we got the all-star game approaching. So he'll he'll probably be back in our uh, next game against the Canadians or the Senators. I forget which team we're playing, but um, yeah. So we we have that lingering. So yeah, like Lindy Ruff has been away from the team for a couple of days, and in fact, he missed practice a few days in a row uh, about a week or two ago because uh, they just said he was tending to a family matter. So I guess his father was on his deathbed, and it was just a matter of time. But uh, beside that, um, you know, j- just and also. Mackenzie Blackwood. We, we don't have yeah. any goalies. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood is out because he re-aggravated his heel injury that he had to uh, get surgery on during the course of the off season. Jonathan Bernier is out for the rest of the year uh, with hip surgery.
0: So how been long's, at, how long Blackwood expected to be out for, for you guys?
1: We have no clue. I I have I've no word. It's eh? just all I it's indefinitely. All I know is he reaggravated. um, uh, the the heel that he had surgery on during the course of the offseason so yeah uh, he missed the first month of the season because he wasn't ready to go from that heel um well that let me heel.
0: tell you that, that that's gonna pose that's gonna be a problem for new jersey because what i've seen over the last couple of nights and and obviously you could tell me better after seeing them the whole season but i mean neither of these two goalies are are really nhl caliber goaltenders we saw Schmid last night he looked like a guy who was just a little bit overwhelmed going up against you know Matthews and Marner and Smallster and Allen. No idea. You know, I,
1: four goals on seven shots against the Dallas Stars uh like last week. <laughs> so you are one hundred percent right. You said a mouthful.
0: Yeah, like it, it, and then tonight you look at it, John Gillies, who I was surprised because I was actually taking a look when I was trying to break down this uh, this game, and I was like, okay, John Gillies is going to get the start. Looks like he's actually played decent in losing efforts to both Carolina and Tampa Bay, but, you know, he was actually putting forth some pretty good efforts. So I felt tonight maybe would be a, a good goalie duel, a bit of a, a low-scoring game in a way. Um, boy, was I wrong. Uh, apparently, John Gillies, uh, that guy couldn't make, like, a, a high-glove save to save his life. I mean, tonight the Leafs were just, just picking on that spot, literally just cherry-picking the top left corner up high-glove and I think they scored like three, maybe four goals on him that way tonight. Like I, I don't, I don't know what what you guys are gonna do if Mackenzie Blackwood's gone. It seems like I know it's only halfway through the year, but it looks like the the fight for right might be on for the New Jersey Devils the rest of the way after the All Star break.
1: I mean one thing i said in my show michael is that um i don't think we're going to be complete sellers but i do expect us to maybe move a few pieces and you know some of the names that came to mind are like that i said on my show andreas jansen um pk suban um pavel zaka uh, damon severson who we'll talk about a little later so uh, you know, those were some names that came to mind. Just because I don't think we need to gut the team per se, because we already have our centerpieces. We have Dougie Hamilton, Jack right. Hughes, and we're more likely than not going to extend Jesper Brodt. But um, right now, I think we need to um, we need to focus on just cutting some players and just maybe getting a prospect or, or a draft pick or, or something. Just just something. But for right now, we're kind of in a very unique situation because we were supposed to be much better than we were anticipated to um, do this season. But like I said, we've just had a string of bad luck and this loss, I, I've, I i do not if I had a nickel for every time I've said this, probably our worst loss of the year, because after the first few minutes of the game, you just knew the devils weren't going to win. You just knew it. And I said in yesterday's show, like if they wanted any chance to be in the Toronto Maple Leafs, they have to get back into the film room and see what they did wrong. because uh, in in the so last game. What went wrong?
0: What do you went wrong tonight? Like, if we circle back to tonight's game and we kind of pick it apart and analyze it, what do you think went so wrong for the Devils tonight?
1: Just goaltending. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about I it. I think there's um,
0: more, man. I think there's more to that game. To, to me, the, the, the Devils, they played really soft tonight. And, like, that's a terrible thing to say about a hockey team. But, like, when, when you play soft and you allow the, the Toronto Maple Leafs who – their own coach called himself not too long ago, and and you know they do are more of a skilled team than they are a rough and tough team. But when you get beat on almost every single loose puck battle, every single board battle, you're getting boxed out in front of your own goal. You're getting boxed out on the opposition's goal. You're not winning any net front battles. Like a, a night like that is kind of what I saw out of the New Jersey Devils. There were multiple multiple turnovers that led to Toronto goals. I think it was more than just goaltending tonight. Just And all around, I thought the Devils just didn't really play solid, crisp, hockey there was a lot of blunders a lot of turnovers and they just didn't seem to to be hard on pucks which I thought the Maple Leafs did a really good job on that so I guess it's like a yin and a yang well you know one side's not playing hard so maybe that made the other side look like they were so hard on pucks but to me it just seemed like the Maple Leafs were hungry on loose pucks winning board battles and able to get uh, get really good looks on goal and then at that point yes the (laughs) goaltending I think failed the the Devils tonight. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar into your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good; you'll want to eat it. Unlike some of those other protein bars, it could be chalky or waxy or taste like chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but sometimes it just gets so boring. By week three, you might be thinking, "This just isn't worth it." Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, most bars containing 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 net carbs with 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat statues at home, in the pantry, at the office, car, wherever. Throw out all those sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious built Bar, you can almost count it like a workout. There's just so many flavors to choose from, too. You got coconut almond peanut butter brownie mint brownie salted caramel so much more in fact bill bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors so check out built.com often to see what's new go to built.com use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com
1: uh you're right uh in the giveaway uh department we actually led in that category we had 10 to your guys six but that's been the issue all year for the devils. And quite honestly, I'm tired of repeating myself. Like I try to find a new thing to talk about or to break breakdown, but you basically are preaching to the choir, man, which is, you know, it's effort. Like I just expect some sort of effort. Like I just said moments ago, after the first few minutes of play, you knew the devils weren't going to win. And I think it goes back to also the last game when they were up four two and they lose, um, they lose the game six, four. They allow you guys scored four unanswered goals in the final period of regulation, albeit one of those uh, goals was an empty netter. Uh, Austin Matthews was able to get the hat trick. But um, by the way, uh, I just want to say this: no relation to him whatsoever. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. The the thing is, is like I don't I don't know what it's gonna take. Uh, you can't. You, you, you can't teach effort. You either got it or you don't. And I'm just really hoping that this all-star break, like albeit it's going to, it's going to be short, but you know, I'm hoping this all-star weekend gives the devils just that uh, mental cleanser that they need because um, after the, the extended Christmas break, they went out and won three straight games. Jack Hughes was able to put his name um, into the all-star ballot because he had 12 points in a five game stretch. So that's what I'm hoping for. I'm just hoping that this like mental cleanser, cause it's the same scenario because prior to the Christmas break, we were on a six game losing streak prior to the all-star game. Now we're on a six game losing streak. So it's just like, hopefully, yeah. we can, hopefully we can use this as a mental cleanser just to get back into it. Because the one thing is the metropolitan division is weak this year. Like, you know, or, or l- let me rephrase that. Let me, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, slow down, slow down, slow down. Let me, let me rephrase that. Okay. The top three and top four teams pretty much a lot, but like, we were competing with the um, we were competing uh, the with the Blue Jackets
0: and the, Blue and Jackets. the
1: Flyers. So, you know, we were competing for that possible final wild card spot. At one point, we were just a few games behind the Bruins and the uh, Red Wings, who are also competing for that spot at the time. So, you know, and I was just like, "We're like a cat. We have nine lives. Here we are on a however game losing streak, but yet the Flyers were on like a thirteen game losing streak at one point, <clears throat> and." I'm just like, we're like a cat. We have nine lives. Like, we should be out of this by now, but somehow, some way, we're only just a few points behind the Blue Jackets and the Flyers and things of that nature. And I'm just like, you know, the Metropolitan Division is good, but at the same time, you know, other than like the Hurricanes, the Penguins, the Rangers, whatever the case might be, you know, it's still any it was still anyone's game. And it still is anyone's game, not for the Devils, because we have too many issues to work out. But I was just like, we still have a chance the, you know, and that's what I was just trying to preach on my show, which is don't give up quite yet. We still have a chance. We just need to turn it around at the right possible time. And after Christmas break, I thought we did turn it around. Unfortunately, we just got hit with so much bad luck. Like, yeah. you know, um, Jesper Broad had to go onto the COVID protocol. Dougie Hamilton gets injured. Um, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood gets hurt once again. And, you know, and we're also missing our best, uh, another category that we struggled in, uh, face-offs. Like, we struggled in the face-offs the, uh, the last game, and in, in this game, you guys beat us once, once again, 55% to 45%, and we're missing one of our best uh, face-off players, and that's Mikey McLeod, and he, he unfortunately got into a fight a couple games ago, lost it badly, had to go back to the locker room, and he's been out ever since, I believe. That was uh, the Dallas Stars game as well. So,
0: And, and I want to use that to talk to my audience here at Locked on Leaves because there are a lot of, of Leaf fans who think that this team isn't tough enough and, and there's not enough guys who are willing to drop the mitts. Sometimes when you don't have enough play, like, like really tough guys, like those Matt Martins, like the, uh, you know, the Ryan Reeves, the mean Lon Lou of the world, you know, those guys who are out there and they're, you know, somewhat goons, they're more skilled than the, the old goons. But at the end of the day, you want guys, there was a lot of Leaf fans that want like fights almost every night. At least, at least they'll have those guys so you're gonna run into a situation where you have one of your skilled players like oh Marner you should drop the mitts or Matthew should drop the mitts he's a big guy that guy breaks his hand he's out for six weeks how's that gonna help you so I just want to take take this as a learning experience from the Devils where one of their young good players in Michael McLeod got into a fight injured himself and is now out for a couple of games and it's hindering their team Leaf fans Uh, be careful what you wish for because if you do want Matthews to drop the mitts and then he breaks his hand that's going to be a tough tough back half of the season with that guy with a broken hand
1: and here's the thing Mikey McLeod is by no means one of our best players but he is definitely important he's important on that energy line because he and Nathan Bashan they're like super buddies they like click and I I really wish Miles Wood was uh was able to play a game this year because he brings that uh, energy line together. He's like the glue. Unfortunately, uh, he got hurt in preseason, and I would be stunned if uh, Miles Wood appears this season. But overall, um, you know, it's just like you're, you're absolutely right. And the worst part of it was Mikey McLeod was just trying to stick up for one of his teammates.
0: No, yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like a lot of times – like I got a text from my uncle today after uh, Bunting took the cross-check against like, Severson just – hammer. It was egregious by the way, but Severson took that cross check into Michael Bunting and there wasn't really much, you know, no one really stood up for him. I guess you could say And my uncle texts me. He's like, see, this is the type of stuff that I hate. Like somebody should have went up to him and dropped the mitts and fought him, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and then what, like, who's out on the ice? Mitch Marner, you want Marner to fight Severson? You want Matthews to fight Severson? Like, that's just not going to happen. And all the time, I, I I get these texts or I get these messages from, like, the old school fan that still wants to see, you know, this rough stuff fighting in the game, sticking up for your teammates in, in that kind of way. And it's just a better way to do that is on the scoreboard. And that's how I thought the, the Maple Leafs certainly got back at the Devils tonight. Uh, let's take a quick break when we get back. Uh, I'll kind of go through my views on tonight's game from a Maple Leafs perspective, because this was a pretty important game for Toronto. For, for, for New Jersey, I know they wanted to break a slump, and it was kind of the last game before the All-Star break. Same thing with Toronto, but there was a, a concerning slump from the goaltending perspective that they wanted to correct tonight. Tonight meant a lot to the team, to the goalie, and I'll explain all that when we return. Uh, but first, here's a word from our show sponsor. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odd coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs, Locked On Devils crossover podcast. Uh, I'm Mike DiStefano from Locked On Leafs. Along me, I, alongside myself, I got Trey Matthews from Locked On Devils Toronto with a 7 1 win over New Jersey uh, tonight. And I'm going to explain to you, Trey, why tonight was so big for Toronto. Uh, obviously, And Monday's game, Jack Campbell gets a start. He gets yanked in the first period, gave up three goals on nine shots. You know, it was Sheldon Keith, the the head coach of the Maple Leafs, came out and said afterwards, look, it was more so a shot at the team than it was to Jack and his play. The team left them out to dry. And although that's true, you know, there was some pretty egregious defensive errors, and they allowed way too many grade-A chances in that first period on Monday. Uh, To me, Jack Campbell also allowed a couple of softies. There's a couple of ones that I think he should have had that he didn't have. I think the expected goals on him was like .86, and he allowed three. So, uh, you know, you can look at the numbers, the analytics, and clearly see that he allowed more than he should have. And when it comes to Campbell, there was a a decision all day. We didn't find out until like 4 o'clock, 4.30, who the starting goaltender was going to be. Originally, last Friday, it was expected to be Peter Morazic. And then after last night, Sheldon Keefe said, I'm now going to talk to the goalies. We'll figure it out. I have an answer for you tomorrow afternoon. It came out that it was Jack Campbell. And I think that was the right call, obviously. He came out and had a really good night. But you could tell and and you could probably tell this as well just how inspired the team was to play in front of him like you look at all the loose puck battles that they were winning and for me even one of the plays that's really stood out to me on a defensive effort um Austin Matthews I think it was an, an expiring penalty it was an expiring five on three that Toronto had I don't recall who came out of the box but Matthews Back checked his ass all the way down the ice to take that man out of the play and make sure that he did not have a breakaway on Jack Campbell and and Campbell didn't have to get kind of left out to left out the dry and ultimately only had four high danger chances against tonight made 32 of 33 stops um, the average shot distance was 30 uh, was 34 feet today as opposed to 27 feet from last night so allowed didn't allow. The Devils to kind of get into the gritty area, into the slot, kept everything to the outside. I thought that the Maple Leafs played exceptionally well for Jack Campbell tonight, and that's not even talking about the four-point night that Mitch Marner had. Ben Matthews and Bunting with a goal and an assist each. He had Spetzer scoring his second straight game. Pierre Engvall got another goal. It was an all-around really good effort outside of I would say that second line like Nylander, Tavares, and Kerfoot. Somehow in a 7-1 victory, all three of them. A minus one now plus minus isn't the best stat but when you're minus one in a 7-1 victory it's a little it's a little you know question mark you're like huh it kind of you know perks ears a little bit so to me I, I I I liked the Leafs game they played a full 60 minute effort and it was it was what they needed to to give Jack Campbell that confidence this is a goaltender who I'm sure you you've have you been keeping an eye on what's been going on with Jack around the league? Cause he was putting up vets in the numbers in the first half of the season.
1: Um, yeah, I mean a little bit, but like mainly it's just like, you want any chance we could get Jack Campbell off your hands or? Is yeah, that pretty- no, I don't think so. No, I don't okay. think
0: so. But like this, it was- the guy, like I said, put up vets in the numbers the first half of the season, but his last six games, he's had like a, like a, uh, an eight, 30 say percentage or an 870 say percentage, and I think it was like a 430 goals against the average, like having a brutal, brutal stretch here uh, of January, and hasn't been able to get into a rhythm. And then last night was kind of the tipping point getting yanked, and then I felt that it was a good call to put him in. Uh, He played well tonight. I thought he made a couple of big stops. There's that one stop on the five on three that he did make, kind of made it with his blocker save. Thought that was his best stop of the night. But Jack Campbell, I thought, played really, really well, but more so the team in front of him really buckled down and played well for him as a defensive unit. So that's how I kind of saw it from a Maple Leafs perspective tonight. Um, They were able to pick up the full two points and kind of on the opposite end of the the New Jersey Devils, you got the Maple Leafs rolling into All-Star Weekend on a five-game win streak.
1: Yeah, okay. So I had these two games circled, actually, for a minute because here's what I've been saying on my show the last couple weeks. I said these next few stretches of games for the New Jersey Devils is going to be one of the toughest all season because here's the thing. We had to play you guys. We had to play the Carolina Hurricanes, I believe, twice. We had to play you guys twice. Then we had to play the Stars. We have to play the Kings, and I was just like
0: Tampa eh, too. Eh, eh. Yeah,
1: I, I was just like, okay, the Kings and Stars. If if the Devils had any chances of winning, it was against those two teams. Because I was just like, yeah, I don't think we're going to beat the uh, Hurricanes. We we beat them seven to four, uh, but then you know we lost two to one, uh, and then here come you guys. And I'm, I was very concerned. Cause you guys only have what, like 10 losses the entire year. Yeah. All the top teams in the NHL. I was just like, uh, okay. Uh, I'm a little concerned about that. And then the Tampa Bay lightning game uh, as well. So it, it, it's just been a very difficult game of stretches for the New Jersey Devils. And um, I, I was just like, look, we need to get these gimmicks. It's why I was so upset when we lost the Arizona coyotes. Cause I'm just like, you have to win that game because it's not going to get any easier. Oh, you! Oh, oh, oh! That's right. That's right. You guys also lost to them too. Uh,
0: yes, I remember that. Karel Vemelka absolutely stood on his head. Had uh, I think it was like a the Leafs had like a expected goals of like five point six and only got one. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It was. Uh, an outstanding performance out of them. So I trust me when it comes to dropping points, the Arizona coyotes know all about that over here uh, for Leafs nation. Know all about that. I got a question for you though. And I always like to ask uh, kind of out of towners this question, whenever they, they play the Maple Leafs and they get to watch the Leafs, is there something that you weren't, that you didn't know about this team going into this home and home that you're coming away saying like, huh, I didn't realize they were so good at this or I didn't realize this player was good or that's interesting. Like what type of new information as, uh, as an observer from the outside, do you now have of the Maple Leafs? They
1: just played together as a team. And also I forgot how good, uh, Austin Matthews was because I don't think we we didn't, we didn't play you guys at all last year because we, we didn't, we didn't play any Canadian teams last year. So it's just like, um, Yeah, I forgot how good Austin Matthews was. And I I even said it on my show. I was just like, here's the thing. Toronto Maple Leafs, they're going to capitalize on every minuscule mistake we make. And boy, did they do that. Because you guys scored four goals in one period, like, uh, for game one. And then you do the same thing in this game, too. Like, you you guys ended up winning 7-1. to And it's just like, look, I guess the first game of two of this mini series. I guess um game one was the best example of just capitalizing on every little mistake we make because it, I don't rem- I don't think you don't, I'm not sure if you remember this or not, but there was a two on one uh, oh uh, I, I remember, remember. well Damien let up just a little too early and I was just like why would you let up that much early like I don't even why? know what
0: he was I don't know what he was That's doing. That's you play. just gave
1: you just gave Schmid a two nothing deficit to work with you you got you got two players coming at him now at the last possible second and now the lease are at your mercy like I would have like if David Severson stuck to one of those players like either try to stop the shot or try to stop the pass he no, didn't do exactly. it either. he just let up at the last possible second I'm just like Maple Leafs are going to capitalize on that yeah I mean he he,
0: what? he he took the pass away he was trying to take the pass away right but then He lost track of where the guy was. Ilya Mikheyev lost track of where he was, and he blew right past him. Next thing you know, Damon Severson's kind of staring up ice with a stick pointing towards the opposition's goal. Meanwhile, Mikheyev's behind him. And it was just an easy little float over backdoor tap-in for Ilya Mikheyev. And Severson turns around, and he's like, where'd you go? Thought you were over here. It's like, no, dude. I I zoomed right past you. Thanks for the goal. (laughs) Like That's literally – and that was the game winner too. That's what made it so – brutal i think is the fact that that was a game where even tonight like you look at tonight's game i I mean he got picked on quite a bit throughout this series i I gotta be honest with you when for for the crowd that's looking to trade for damon severson and, and and we'll get to this actually you know what why don't we take a quick break when we get back into it we'll talk about damon severson's series as a whole and then discuss if there's you know, what the Damon Severson trade would look like. Cause there's a lot of Lee fans who have him on their trade deadline wish list. And I'm curious from a devil's perspective, a, if there's interest in trading him, he does have term. Uh, he's got, he's under contract for next season and B what it would take to get this guy off of the hands of the New Jersey devils. What we're going to do is we're going to, or I'm going to, uh, kind of lop off that next part and I'm going to, have the trade discussion tomorrow. Uh, That's going to be on tomorrow's show. So make sure that you subscribe and make sure that you come back for tomorrow's episode where we do have that conversation with Trey and I about Damon Severson. He talks about how he feels Damon Severson is as a player, what he could offer the Maple Leafs. I give my case for whether or not I think he's a good fit for Toronto. And then we discuss what type of compensation would it take in a potential Damon Severson trade uh, between the Maple Leafs and the New Jersey Devils. So that's going to be for, kept for tomorrow's podcast. So make sure that you return for that. But that's going to do it for us here today on the show. Uh, I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On least podcast on all podcasts and platforms to see daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. I'm back with an episode tomorrow. Like I said, folks, we'll be teeing up some other things around the league, but also get uh, have that conversation with Trey about Damon Severson and maybe uh, what it would take to, to pry him from the New Jersey Devils if the Toronto Maple Leafs came calling. So that's what's on tap for tomorrow. And then we'll get into some kind of uh, midseason award type stuff later in the week. As we get to the All-Star week, we're at the All-Star break officially. Toronto done until next week. Uh, Next, I want to say, is it next Monday I think they play? Um, They're back at it next... I want to say it's next Monday. One second. Let me quickly figure out which which night it is. Yes, Monday, February 7th. They're at home taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. So that's going to be the next game. Uh, But... We still do have daily podcasts coming here to Locked on Leafs, so make sure that you're subscribed. But that's it for me here today. Make sure you're back tomorrow. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.